Don't do it. Don't don't hit the button. I know you want to hit the skip button. That's what podcasts are great for because you can see the ad coming and you're like, I'm going to just skip this. Skip, 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 skip and get onto the aftercast, which I love that. I'm glad you like what we do. But just for a minute, don't hit it. Take your finger off the button. Don't hit skip. This is way more important than just some ad wanting to sell you something. We've partnered with uh, Food for the Hungry, FH, as the cool kids call them, and they do amazing work with children that are vulnerable all around the world and they get them the help that they need through people just like you. Yeah, and just think about this. A little over a dollar a day can help your sponsored child as well as other children in the community get food, a better education, clean water, and medical treatment. So you can help end poverty right now by visiting fh.org slash Wally Show. That's fh.org slash Wally Show. And the cool thing about this is A, it helps the child and the community be better because if you just have one child that's being helped, the community is still suffering and it doesn't create a sustainable long-term solution. So that's what I love about how FH works. But then the other great part of this is you get to interact with that child. You can formulate that relationship with them and you can write them and encourage them and because they have really hard lives. And so the fact that you get to be a little piece of Jesus to them every day is a gift. So thank you for, if you've made it this far, not hitting skip and maybe just go ahead and uh, pop on over to fh.org slash Wally Show and think about sponsoring one of our FH kids right now because every minute that we wait is another minute, week, year, month that these kids are waiting for someone to come in and help them as well. So check it out, fh.org slash Wally Show. Welcome to the Wally Show Aftercast, the stuff we did not get to during the course of the show today. Uh, I want to talk about a little bit of the Olympics uh, right out of the gate here. Do you guys know, do you remember that there is a refugee Olympic team? Do you guys remember that? Oh, I did not know. Yeah. they make their own team? Yeah. They're all made up of refugees. They basically don't have a country. Don't from around the world? Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've from got around the world. To somewhere. Well, they originally did, obviously, but then they became refugees because of political things huh. or what have you. And so they were able, uh, allowed to form a team. This happened, it debuted in 2016 at the Rio Olympics. And like there was one lady on that team, uh, Yusra Mardini. She escaped. This is kind of how it comes to be. You know, you wonder, well, how do they end up on this team? She escaped the Syrian civil war. She went to Syria, went from Syria to Lebanon, then to Turkey, and from there, got on this boat uh, that started to uh, sink and capsize, uh, holding around 20 people. They were going to Greece. She got off the boat, swam and helped push the boat through the sea and eventually made it to Germany. And uh, not long after that, she ended up on the Rio de Janeiro uh, refugee Olympic team. It's interesting because she's also a swimmer. So she was the (laughs) perfect person to be on that boat to push it through. But uh, she didn't take home any medals uh, there, but she's going to try... Uh, once again for the refugee team in Tokyo. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you're going up against Ledecky and Jacoby and uh, some of our amazing swimmers. But well, I just love this idea that these people that had no other place to compete because their countries are in such disarray have a place. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. They, I, th- I think that's awesome. They actually are marching under the Olympic flag. Uh, and this year they have 29 athletes. That's really cool. Have, yeah. they, have they grown? 
Yeah, they grew uh, from the first time. I think they had ten, and so it's grown from then. Um, and so now they have. Um, oh, they they had um, they had six from the original team in in 2016 that are competing again, and they're going to be doing badminton, boxing, canoe sprint. Oh, that didn't even know that was a canoe sport. sprint. Yeah, you got to go really fast. That's awesome. In your canoe, uh, cycling, karate. Shooting, taekwondo, weightlifting, and wrestling. So there you go. Okay, I love that. That is, that's and, awesome. And I like that their flag is the Olympic flag. That's that means cool. That ultimately is what the Olympics is about: is is everybody coming together mm-hmm. and putting politics aside mm-hmm. and just competing in sport. Unfortunately, politics gets brought into it. Uh, oh, that's a perfect segue, actually. Way to transition to the <laughs> best part of the aftercast. Yes, I did not even uh, mean to do that, but boy, howdy. Okay, so we're doing the show today, and I, we're talking about the Olympics. And, and uh, who could have a problem? The most relevant yeah. topic in the world right now. What's, uh, what's happening? Like, who could have a problem with that? Well, this guy did. Like, so this guy calls, and, and, and we had been kidding around, like, USA, USA. And so he started off with USA. We're like, oh, he's on our side. We're talking Olympics. Said he liked the music on Way FM and yeah. just gave us a little bit of a good feeling. It right did. Away. It did not go that way. I'm going to play you a little bit of the call, and then I come unglued. Uh, like, so I'll play you that part too. But here's a little bit of where we started. Yeah, we we're talking about the Olympics in general, and, right? And they're they're pro liberal, pro anti America. They just uh, we're the Olympics are anti America. Like yeah. that part is a little odd to me. I get that he's saying that people that are taking a knee or making a, a stance for some political thing, but not everybody's doing that. Uh, we're banning. We're, we're we we can't stand the Olympics. We're turning it off. Everybody I know, and, it, and but not just to hear anyone support the Olympics. That's is just not everybody is taking that stance of the the liberal stuff. They're like, but that's like saying that there's only a little bit of doo doo in the burger, so I'm gonna <laughs> eat it anyway. That, but I don't. No, I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that at all. Like you have sin in your life that doesn't totally make you a horrible person. I have sin in my life that doesn't make me a totally horrible person. And for the flag or 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 leave because we found this country and in god we trust and that's the problem this is a this is a battle against good and evil the weird thing is though too is we've kind of mistaken i think patriotism and we've aligned that with spirituality and while it's good to be patriotic we align that with serving god and those two things are very different those two things are very different and i think we get that messed up from time to time inside of our passions and what we're what we feel you know justified in doing so and so we continue here a little bit yeah i understand i understand what you're saying i disagree with you to the extent that you, you are disagree. in there okay now in, in full disclosure too there was about another seven minutes of conversation here of just meandering and lunacy uh and i'm just cutting forward because we don't have that kind of time so you're part of the problem now. exactly i am 100 part of the problem i think it was betty that you might have heard go oh <laughs> like i think you heard her just go oh like okay here we go now we know where we're gonna be here <laughs> i am a socialist no i'm a freaking republican you're man like and i and i'm a god-fearing man but i also am not a lunatic so don't say i'm part of the problem don't say i'm part of the problem do not, okay, do not come that. at me like that. Do not. You're right. You're not part of the problem. <laughs> then at least share both sides of the story. How Dude, about that? I do share both sides of the story on a lot of 
things, but I can't get into the mire down in the weeds of everything. When I'm talking about the vaccine, I have to go through and tiptoe that carefully because inside of this place, we have two sides of the story. We got people that love it and people that hate it, and they're all believers, and I try to navigate the lunacy on a daily basis of people like you. (laughs) So then uh, we kept going for a little bit. I did calm down, and we had a little bit more of a a discussion uh, for a little bit, and then uh, this is this is where we ended. Hey, dude, my song's ending. I gotta run. I got forty seconds. God bless you, and thank you for the conversation. And and I wish you well. All right, sorry I yelled at you. I got a little upset. <laughs> hey, have, a great, have a great day. Hey, see ya. <laughs> sorry I yelled at you. Overall, so- he actually like did maintain a certain level of calmness. For most of the time, the words were a little bit right. He was calm, crazy, than I was, but he was calm. Yeah, for yeah. sake, because sometimes they're a little bit, you know. Wow. Yeah, yeah. This he guy was, was calm. He was way calmer than me. You can't honestly, blame him for being. You can blame him for having some interesting thoughts. Hit but. me on the wrong day. Uh, and 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 there was and there's stuff in there too. That I, again, I wish I could have played you the whole uh, nine minutes because there was some so like just judgmental stuff and then stuff that was just so off base, you know, in my opinion. And so, but then the final straw was when like, because like there are certain things that he would say that I would agree with as far as how we're supposed to uh, handle ourselves and what's wrong and right and blah, 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 blah. Uh, but then like when he's like, you're part of the problem, that's when it just, it the wheels came off the bus for me and I was, I was out. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing is, is I feel okay. <laughs> like it yeah, makes you me feel good. You, besides when you got yelly and ranty and yeah. yelled at him, you smiled through the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. That's something I don't understand. Yeah. yeah I, can't wired differently. I, I can't imagine like having that kind of level of conversation with any human being and then being able to like do my job after that person yeah. Oh, yeah. like I'd be done I'd be out for the count <laughs> yeah and then because then I mean the song ends and you got to do the next thing and then the We're next thing is news. like yeah the yeah. next thing like happy 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 everything's yeah. positive and great uh you know which then, given you have had those moments where you know one bad egg will ruin yes. the rest of your day oh, you absolutely. have been in that situation you'll admit 100 um but I think what Gavin and I are saying is when People are angry, mad. It doesn't fuel the flame. Sure. Instead, it just weighs you down. Yeah, 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 I get that. Like, for me, doing radio and doing this job for so many years before coming here, like, you would, you, we would have aired that disagreement that call and we would have aired it like in its entirety you know and in mainstream radio and then me and my partners would have high-fived each other and talked about how awesome that was we would have gone to lunch together and been like man that was so much fun right because it was just a different mindset you know and so then i came here and the arguing on the air just didn't work uh and it and it and it it didn't i always took the hit for it you know and so every once in a while when it comes back around it makes me feel like old school radio. And we talked about that so many times. That I enjoy. You love you love the you love some moments where you do relive do. former intense Wally radio from the good old days. I do. I miss that. Yeah. I, there's a part of me and that I think misses that. There's a part of me that misses that in our in our in this job because it was it used to be about you could argue and it was okay, you know. But now it's like, oh, don't want to offend anybody, you know. This guy had no problem offending anybody. He was all in. No. But but. And maybe I'm seeing it differently. He did offend you. Uh, Yeah, he bothered me. He got under my skin. Yeah, him hitting you with the line about you being part of the problem was was a little bit of a line 
that he was like, Ooh, tipping yeah, over him, him having his opinion about the Olympics. Totally I think it's, fine. I think it's crazy, whatever, but that's his opinion and that's fine. When he made it personal to me, that's when I lost my, my, uh, cool and stuff. So, and then it was funny because pastor Chad comes walking in here. I thought he was going to have a smile inter- on his yeah, face too. He, Chad was loving it too. Chad's wired like me. He's just, he's quieter than I am. He wishes he could have gotten in on that. I don't know, I know. quieter is the word. Well, no. yeah, I don't know. What would the word be rock? Healthy. Perhaps. Maybe, uh, there's that. There's that. Well, he's an eight on the Enneagram too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's all that hate, uh, all that hate, all that, uh, uh healthy. Definitely not that. Yeah. I don't think he's all that healthy. Hmm. I can tell. <laughs> uh, so there you go that's a little fun into our day today Lady Rock what do you got uh, this is news for Wally <gasps> the only Bachelorette fan in the room oh, I know so front runner Michael Alio oh, I'm not sure how to say his name but he doesn't matter. He's dead to me. Spoiler alert. He quit the show. <laughs> I know. Yeah. V- Betty does that today. We were talking about stuff like going over what we want to talk about today. And she's like, oh, yeah. When Michael left the show, I'm like, hey, hey, what if I had missed it last night? Hey, hey, you're a 52 year old grown man. Hey, <laughs> hey. Fair. Uh, but still, hey, spoiler alert. I'm going to tell you about something that me, you may or may not have uh, saw. So Michael left because he I suppose he has a son, yes, a young does. son, and he was on the phone with his son and his son said hey, something buddy. to the effect of like you're never coming back or he just missed Aww. his dad a lot. Yeah, he and, was missing. And of course that makes an impact on Michael and so he feels like he needs to leave the show to be there for his son which I think is totally respectful. Mm. You don't agree but I think family <laughs> comes before your Whatever he's trying you to want. build a family, though you're working towards the goal of. But you don't want to traumatize, to emotionally you traumatize your son and let him have issues with letting go of others. Yeah, but how long are they? Really anyway, there? exactly, like, a long time too long. Okay, so anyways, there's audio of this whole thing going down with him having the conversation with the Bachelorette. I don't know Katie. her name, Katie, <laughs> nice but Kevin. it sounds so dramatic. Yeah, it is. I'm not leaving. Because of us. I'm leaving because my son needs his dad. Wow. My son the, needs his dad. The, the editor behind that, with yeah. putting, choosing that music, yeah. oh, it's amazing. Why I've is been he whispering? Gone, hey, for a week and a half now. I'm gonna take you know, like the day off tomorrow. That's the thing, man. Like I, I felt like the guy thought that he wasn't going to be there at the end, although she really dug this guy. I felt like that was the thing. And I get it. Your kid will say things to you that will wreck your soul. And he was like, oh, daddy, you know, you're not, you're choosing not to come home. But like we, as dads, you're gone on work trips. You know, look at this. My dad he told like, his kid he was on a work trip, by the way, oh. lied to his kid. <laughs> I mean, like. Most of these people just turn this into a career anyway. Right. So, this says, I Googled it, said, yeah. how long does it take to film a season of The Four Bachelorette? Months, it 30 says, days. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it two says, months, maybe. It says 42 days 42 or days. six weeks. Not that long. Okay, yeah. I mean, like, that's My not... dad was in Guitar for, like, three months. Yeah, I was, but you like, had your mom old. with you. Yeah. Does, this, does this boy have a mom? Uh, no, his mom died. Oh, so see, he. Oh, okay, come on, guys. Give him a little leeway here. All right, but he's with his, his grandma. She's great. I love my she grandma. She smells good. So he's always Old. worried that he's going to lose someone he loves. Maybe. He did lose his mom. Oh, yeah. bless him. Here's the I think Michael made the right decision. I do too now. No, 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 no. Because he was bringing home new mom. Like, had he went, think about it from this perspective. He had a chance to. He think was... about it from this perspective. Okay, God sees the bigger picture of things. I'm going to make this I'm all glad spiritual. That... Please don't. Please no. do. I am. God sees the bigger picture. 
picture? Okay. What is what is the big picture here <laughs> of life? Okay, so so Lazarus. Okay, so Mary and Lazarus Martha. Mary and Martha. Okay, hear me out. Mary and Martha come to Jesus, and they're really mad that he didn't get there to, to heal Lazarus. Yep. And that's where Jesus weeps because he knows they had to go through something hard. But on the other end of it, he knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. It's going to be an amazing thing. He knew the bigger picture because he's because he's an adult. He's the older person here. So in this situation. If you're the dad, yes, it's a hard thing on my son right now, but I'm two weeks away from being done. Like, you've gotten all this way. You're maybe two weeks out, maybe two weeks out from being done. And it's like you could then bring home a wife and a mother to this kid that would be a good thing. And so, like, you you, you knew the bigger picture, and it hurts, but it's worth it in the end. So why do you think he quit then? Because I didn't think he was, I think he thought he wasn't going to win. And I hate to say win for The Bachelor, but that it is a competition. I think that's what he. I think that's what he thought. So you he think he wanted to take himself himself yes. out instead yes. of her letting him go? And yes, and his son as his an own? excuse. Ooh, yes, nice. and and I think that he actually somewhere in his head maybe is thinking. Mm, this is good. They've never had a single dad bachelor before, and they always. He's pick, definitely in line to be. They always pick the most loved one, you know, of the thing, and everyone oohed and on at this guy. He might have his shot as the bachelor. Just a you're crazy saying thought. Yes. that this poor ten year old little boy yep. who lost his mom, mm-hmm. her his mom died. Yes, he's being used as a pawn. Yes. by his own father to get. A reality show? Yes. What a brilliant thought. I know. Do you hear your jaded self yes. saying these things? I, I hear every word of it, and it's and it's. And so if that's true. what this has come to, yep. then they need to put a stop to the show, because that is terrible. I don't think that they would, like, I don't think he could ever go and be The Bachelor. They might ask him, but then how do you deal with the thing of, well, you know, I left this one competition and now I'm going to be in it again and be gone again. Like, he can't ever do that because then he's a hypocrite. But then maybe they make it where the kid stays with them and they're sequestered because of all of the COVID mm. stuff. So, I don't know. I don't know how it shakes out. But it was just, it was it was weird and overly dramatic. The the other thing is, is because uh, I saw the women tell all, of course I did. Course um, did. And so, the the two girl hosts, Tasha and the other girl, Tasha says, oh, and uh, Michael would just like to let you know that if you are uh, uh, willing to give him another chance, he's still very interested. Like right there. And she's like, okay, oh. I appreciate that. Uh, that was hard for me in that moment, but I did have to move on and I'm happy where I'm at. So. Mm. Fascinating. I win. <laughs> Fascinating. I love I love reality TV, and I know it's not fully reality TV because the minute you introduce a camera, it becomes not real anymore uh, because people will behave differently. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna have uh, a girl, Baylor Wilson, on the show. We're gonna interview her today, and we'll have it uh, later on this week. She was on Survivor, and she was on Blood versus Water, where she you played with loved ones, and she played with her mom. Oh, that's why. Her uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, played with her mom, Missy, and I watched that. See, I watched a lot of Survivor. I love I love the TV show Survivor, and so I watched that. And so I was really well aware of her and her story. Uh, and so I'm real curious, um, like, what it's like to be a believer and be in a show where the whole thing is based on deception. And how do you mm-hmm. compartmentalize that to be like, well, it's just a game. And, and But you're 
legitimately purposely hurting people, mm. you know, and how do for you... like weeks at a time yeah. too, right? Like it's yeah. not like they're there for a few days. They're yeah. there for... Nine, 39 days. Yeah. That's a long and, time. And how, do you, and how do you justify that? Does everyone just... Does everyone just to a, agree that okay we're all going to be horrible people for thirty nine days and then we're not going to be on the fortieth day and it's just part of it like it's kind of like when people go to battle and they go to war and then there's like some weird respect that they have for each other yes you bested me and we're at totally different ideologies but I respect the fact we've shared this experience and we went mm. head to head man to man mon- woman to woman and and you were better than me and I, I'm curious if that because when you see them vote on the show a lot of times they will vote for people that totally hose them but they were so good at it they're like I gotta respect you you know so I wonder if it's a weird respect thing yeah I don't know yeah so interesting yeah, I guess I you'll wait. find out today I know I can't wait so uh, that's gonna be uh, Baylor Wilson she has a new uh, song to Jesus Happened and so She's going to have to compete to, for me to play the song. If she beats me in a Survivor <laughs> Challenge, then we'll oh, uh, play the song. So There you go. All right. Uh, what do you got for birthdays, Lady Rock? Well, uh, we've got one, and it is from Ashley to Grandma Ann. Oh, I love Grandma Ann. Are you kidding me? Grandma Ann is turning 84 years old. Yes, She's she a wonderful grandmother, enjoys being a grandma to everyone she sees. That's nice. precious. Happy birthday, Grandma Ann. There you go. We've got a question from Lynette. Okay. Lynette asks, and this is so appropriate as of since we were having this conversation a bit earlier, uh, what strategies do you use to put aside time for your family, yourself, and God? Oh, those are all really good questions. Let's start with you, Lady Rock. (laughs) Oh, you don't want to start? I feel like you're the one with the family here. I mean, you've got to... Yeah, better they're not. Um, Yeah, boy, I don't, I don't have a particular strategy for stuff. I just kind of work life in around it, and I have a a very unhealthy view. Obviously, I see the bachelor discussion of, (laughs) you know, short term pain for long term gain. You know, and because there's times I had to be gone from my family, and they we they commuted or I commuted for a year and a half, but it was ultimately the right decision. But it wasn't fun in the meantime, and so I've definitely been at a point where. I will put family and comfort below immediacy of something that needs to be done, knowing that it's not like always that way, you know? Knowing? Yeah, it's not always that Knowing way. from your mouth, and you just said it, yeah. that it's unhealthy. Yeah. Would you change it? I would like to, and I have changed it some. <laughs> but but I'm not the I'm not the best at it. But I definitely have changed it some. Like I I definitely unplug more now on vacation, mm-hmm. and I'm more intentional. Uh, I I take breaks during the day uh, when I'm at home working uh, with my wife, and we'll like sit down and watch a show together, mm-hmm. or we'll kind of just uh, sometimes we'll just go out and drive and be undistracted and talk, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and and usually that comes after she's asked me 14 questions while I'm working. I'm like, hey, you know, now's a good time for a break. What do you say we just break it on out of here? <laughs> I got 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, I know. So. Is she the one that's pretty much gotten you to change? Like, has she been the one that's guided you through that? No, she's really good about it. You've guilted me into it more than anybody. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you don't say it. Uh, yeah. No, she's pretty good about it. My daughter has always been, um, she's so sensitive, that kid. Oh. 
Hmm. It's weird. Like, because hmm. she has me. As, yeah. She has me as a dad. Uh-huh. And when she was little, she didn't seem like overly sensitive about mm-hmm. stuff. But as she's becoming an adult, mm, she's, she's overly sensitive. She's oversensitive, honestly. Have you ever heard her say, don't call me the problem? <laughs> I know. No. And she should. I'm not the problem. Uh, <laughs> but she's, she's really sensitive <laughs> to things now. And so, yeah. Uh-huh. And so she she's very intentional. Uh, you talk about love languages. Mm-hmm. Like time is one of her love languages. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, you have to be undivided with her and Mm -hmm. that means a lot because you are aren't you acts of service i don't really know anymore i feel like it depends on the person yeah i guess in the relationship is different yeah yeah Yeah, i would say some some it's it's quality time some it's acts of service some Mm. it's yeah some it's leave me alone yeah it really is (laughs) some it's get me food (laughs) yes all right well how would you answer that question um i think a big thing um, and this depends on your boss. This depends on your job. Don't look at me. But um, <laughs> putting your phone on do not disturb. Yeah. Um, I I like that because I don't, I know that in, and this is because we have different personalities. Right. And when some, when people have different personalities, that means they value things differently. <laughs> you can agree with that. Absolutely. But that also doesn't mean that because you don't value it shouldn't mean that I shouldn't value it. Right. That it doesn't it doesn't matter that way. Okay, so I would say I have enjoyed putting my phone on Do Not Disturb because when I am with someone and I want that one on one time or I want their attention, mm-hmm. it is it is a big pet peeve of mine that they anytime their phone rings, anytime it makes a little vibration or anything, mm-hmm. oh, I gotta look at that because. They're only giving me half of their attention. Sure. They don't really care. Sure. And so I make sure that I never do that to the people that I care about. Right. Because right. I want to be there fully and really be paying attention because they could be dropping some names or they could be dropping some dates of events that mm. they're being anxious about. Right. I want to at least try to remember that in my mind so that when I'm later able to write that down or put it in my phone, I can recall it and go back to them. And it shows them that I do care, that I am paying attention. I, I, and I get all of that. I think it's frustrating for me, not with you, but the other day I was talking with somebody and my phone went off and normally I'd you know quickly look at it and keep going in the conversation, multitasking. Uh, and I chose not to. Uh, this time, like, you know what? I, your voice is in my head. Uh, mm. Value people in their time. Uh, face-to-face reaction. Uh, and so I didn't look at it, but it was something, like, super important that I really needed to address then. And so I didn't get to it, like, for an hour. And, yes, did the world burn down? No, but it was, like, super important. Uh, you know, and so I wish I had looked at it. Well, then, then and that's where we compromise, like you and I, because yeah. you you just admitted you have an unhealthy relationship with work, whereas I wouldn't say that I have a healthy relationship, because if it was up to me, my slothfulness gets in the way, right. and I'm like, eh, just throw it out the window. Right. <laughs> so there needs to be a compromise somewhere. I understand that. The compromise was, and we agreed on this, I said, do not take it, um, don't abuse it. Because I have it set now where it is on Do Not Disturb, but anytime Wally calls me or texts me, yep. it's gonna it's gonna make a sound, it's gonna vibrate, it's right. gonna let me know. But there comes with that respect of 
you know that I value my time away from work. Right. I don't. I like to once I leave, I want to leave. Right, and I let you leave. Like, right, I, you, I, don't, I, I don't call right. you for things. You're very respectful of right. it, but we had to find a compromise somewhere because I didn't mm. want to keep my phone on me twenty four seven. That would drive me crazy. And and Gavin does not have that same luxury. Gavin, when he first started this job, the quote was, uh, "Okay, Gavin, that's great. Anytime I call, you pick up. <laughs> Anytime I text, you answer uh, because I'm going to need information from you. Which you know? if I don't answer right away it's a, i call back very quickly you're good anytime now. these days yeah, yeah, yeah. You, that lesson yeah you did yeah you did and, so. it, and it's good but again i don't i don't beat you up with things nope. too i like to let you guys have your weekends too as much as possible i tend to do less work than i used to on the weekends but i still do some and mm-hmm. there are times when i need help with something or what have you but i really do try to be respectful of that and 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 keep your workloads down too like i take on stuff that I do for the show that I could easily go, you do this, you do this, mm-hmm. but I don't want to do that because I want us all to have a, a, a even share of the work so that mm-hmm. no one gets burnt out because it's too hard to find people that you like to do this job with this long or that can tolerate each other this long. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. And I mean, you and I rock it 15 years. I know. It's that is amazing. Like I did, I've never made it that long with anybody in my show. Uh, my fam- no one. My family is the only one I've made it. That Me too. Long. Oh, Me too. Like I, I've been the man in your life. So for- <laughs> please see, you're pushing it now. Wrong. We're sentence. gonna make it 15 yeah. and then be done. Yeah, for that long. I mean, it's pretty great, huh? But it comes with a mutual respect. And an understanding and not guilting someone like you said earlier, you said me guilting you into. But I do that because <laughs> let me justify she myself. Out of love. Let yeah. me justify myself. Let okay. me justify myself. So what it is is when you well Marty doesn't have to guilt you because you're right. not pushing the same uh the same expectations of how you work on her. Right. Yeah. Oh, I could not work with her. Right. Okay. So you were I could not. You you do expect the the amount of work you put in to the show the same amount from me and Gavin absolutely understandable right but it's different work but I expect the same effort but I do see times where you get toasty mm-hmm. and you can see it on me too right but I I I want you to have more of a healthy boundary with work because yeah. to me and I'm only going by how my personality works. Sometimes, like that phone call you were playing earlier, that would drag me you. Right. down. And so I think it's healthy to have those boundaries and say, I need to get away from work for a minute. But then I hear you the next day being like, well, I worked till 8 p.m. Right. And then my daughter cried because right. I wasn't sp- like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm just I, I say I, you say I'm pushing it on you to a degree. I am. But for your own good. Well, yeah, I, it's funny because these the, the the aftercast in some ways uh, morphs into a therapy session uh, for Betty and I, where we talk in generalities and and we're we like apologize, yeah, and we're we're like, and this is how this is for you, maybe possibly, and, and this is <laughs> what keeps us being able to work together all this time. Well, you got to get it out somewhere. Right? I know, fifteen no, years. I um yeah no, and I I respect that. Like you you have earned the right over all of these years to your loyalty, uh, your hard work. You've earned the right to like disagree with me. And I know that sounds crazy, but I'm not a person that I don't like being disagreed with very mm-hmm. much. Zach had to earn that right. You know, Gavin's had to earn that right. But when you when you prove yourself over time, 
then I can take your critique, your criticism, your disagreement, and I can take it all in, and it's not personal, mm-hmm. and, and I realize that. But, for, but until you get to that point with me, it feels personal, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I like so I realize that your stuff is, my stuff is so much work-related, and your stuff is so much personal-related. Like, I'm mm-hmm. trying to make you guys better at work, and you're trying to make me better at life, you know? <laughs> which is really funny, right? And I and I do think yeah. too that you 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 find some fulfillment in your work. I do, I do. Whereas I do to a degree, but not near as much. I find more fulfillment in the relationships I have outside of here. If I ever feel like I'm when I feel like the most. Uh, uneasy or threatened you know like my job or what have you uh, it's because i feel like i've slowed down and i'm not working at the level i worked at when i was 24 you know and and so then the way i get out of that is i create and i make a new bit i make a new jingle i make a new this i make mm-hmm. a new that that's how i in essence self medicate mm-hmm. the the insecurity that comes out is the, and and it's through my work and but the the dichotomy of this for me is and maybe other people struggle through this so maybe hopefully you, you can find yourself in this place but like i had this conversation with somebody else that's my age and i was like is slowing down is like slowing down even a pay a beat is that selling out? Is that not doing your job? You know, and and that's what I struggled through because mm-hmm. I I get paid to do a job and I want to do it well, and so I know it's inevitable. As I get older, I am going to slow down. You just do, but I've always never wanted to be that guy that phones it in. You mm-hmm. know, and so there, I guess there's a difference between slowing down, being more healthy, well-rounded in life, and phoning it in, and and that's the that's yeah, the thing. it's finding the. The, Where's that line? Yeah, and I'm not sure. Yeah. So anyway. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, Gavin, that... anything to add? Oh. He's like, I'm tired. No, I don't think there was like a, I don't have like a better. Uh, oh, what were we even talking about? <laughs> about <laughs> yeah. your time. You, you make time. You guys just spend a lot of, oh, yeah. I mean, Haley and I just have a lot of natural time at home because I get home at like 1.30. Yeah. She gets home maybe at like 2, 2.30. Yeah. And then we are able to hang out until about you know, 8 p.m. when we go to bed. And we just moved into a house, so there are things that, you know, now that we try to work on. Because yeah. at an apartment, you just really don't have Yeah, you don't have to do projects. anything. Yeah, it's so nice <laughs> so, when something goes wrong, you, like, call someone. Exactly. But yeah. now there's, like, moments like like uh, like mowing a lawn and oh. stuff that you just have to step more <laughs> into now. But, yeah, we just get that natural time. And then with God, it's uh, – I can work on that. Yeah, I have a horrible yeah, at that. That's, like, that's one of my – I don't set – any you know quiet times aside or anything like that. But well, and it's difficult people, too with our job. Yeah, you know you don't you don't want to wake up any earlier no, than you already have never. to to get here. And then when you get out, you want to spend that time mm-hmm. getting the things done that you want to get Taking done. The sun out. is out. You want to yeah. do all those things. But then it takes so much discipline to go to bed at eight o'clock. Well, it's going to take even more discipline to go to bed around seven and have your quiet time yeah. and then go to yep. sleep. Yeah. Oof. I mean, the only, the only thing that keeps me doing that is just remembering the sacrifice of our savior. I know it's different for you <laughs> rock where you're like, I got to watch my shows. Uh, <sighs> but for me, like, that's why I prioritize. Are you it. calling me the problem? <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me the problem. I'm a socialist. I'm a <laughs> oh, so good. All right. That's oh, going to that do it for so your fun. aftercast. And as always, thank you for being a potty.